13, verses 8 to 14. And I read, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. Love worketh no ill to its neighbour, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of our sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armour of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfil its lust. Verse 11 and 12 are important there in what we're speaking of today. It is time to awake out of our sleep. Time is short. There's not long to go. The other reference, which contains almost the title of the sermon, the outline of the sermon, is found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10 and down to 14. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. By Silvanus, a faithful brother unto you, as I suppose I have written briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God in which ye stand. The church that is in Babylon, elected with you, saluteth you, and so doth Mark, my son. Greet one another with a kiss of charity. Peace be with you all that are in Christ Jesus. And so they're the readings for today. Let us pray and ask the Lord's blessing on the service before we open the word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you that it gives us light in dark days. We thank you that it gives us encouragement to live the Christian life as we ought as Christians, as believers. And I pray that each one listening today, whether they be from the church here or others that tune in, might receive a blessing from the opening and preaching of your word. Lord, we know that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. But Lord, these are different times. And Lord, we pray that you might be able to minister and be glorified even in the methods that we use. And we're thankful for the technology we have and the ability to be able to communicate to all those that are not allowed to be here today. Bless the word we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> the verses in 1 Peter chapter 5 I've often referred to to people who are struggling or are having a difficult time. We live in different days. There's panic, there's instability, <clears throat> foundations are being destroyed, there's selfishness, there's fighting in the shops. 
There's compromise in churches. There's doctrinal divisions of all kinds around. Wavering beliefs. Church people locked out of their meeting places. Assembling with some pastors this week and their wives. They haven't got a meeting place because it's a public meeting place and they're not allowed to go there. Many churches like ours are doing it via the web to minister to their people. As an elderly saint said to me this week, he never thought that he'd see this in Australia. My good old mum said years ago, a good 30 years ago, she said, how do people, city, city people live from hand to mouth? They earn their wage, they spend it. For her being raised in the depression, you preserved everything. You put them into bottles in Fowler outfits and uh, you had a freezer full of food that you could last six months. But now we see a rush on the supermarkets because people are not prepared and have not done what the old timers used to do in growing and preserving their food. And we probably all included, or most of us, in that number. There's a song that I would like to quote because we can't sing a song, or I'm not going to sing a song for you, but there's a song 409 in our hymn book. It's called Hold the Fort. Ho, my comrades, see the signal waving in the sky. Reinforcements now appearing, victory is nigh. And the chorus reads, Hold the fort, for I am coming, Jesus' signal still. Wave the answer back to heaven, by thy grace we will. The second verse, See the mighty host advancing, Satan leading on. Mighty men around us falling, courage almost gone. The third verse, see the glorious banner waving, hear the trumpet blow. In our leader's name we triumph over every foe. Fierce and long, the fourth, fourth verse says, the battle rages, but our help is near. Onward comes our great commander. Cheer, my comrades, cheer. I say, have you your feet on the rock. It says in Psalm 40 verse 1, He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. In times like these, we need a saviour. In times like these, we need to be established. As 1 Peter 5 verse 10 said that we read, we need to be established, not tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, but established in the truth so that when these winds of doctrine come, that we are still sturdy and have our feet on the rock, the Lord Jesus. As we just quoted Psalm 40 and verse 1. I ask the question, who established us? Well, in Romans 16, in verse 25, it says, God did. Where it reads, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. So there it tells us that we should be established or established as the as peter puts it on the rock on god himself 
with everything moving the way things are moving today, we need to have our feet on the rock. God is the only one that won't be moved. All of creation will be folded up and will go out with a big bang of 2 Peter chapter 3 one day. And so have you got your feet established? Are you established? With everything moving, standards moving, share market moving, even I heard a run on the banks, on the cash. Have you got your feet on the rock, the Lord Jesus? 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 21 reads, Now he who establisheth us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. If you're in this world without the knowledge of God and without faith in God, you're in trouble. You need to be established on God. Our heart needs to be established in him. And listen to what 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verses 12 and 13 say. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. To the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints, that he may establish our hearts. Is your heart been tossed to and fro in the last few weeks with all the things that are happening? Be established. Establish your heart unblameable in holiness before God through the Lord Jesus Christ. There was no other one that can give you this, the establishment that God in Christ can give you. In 2 Thessalonians and chapter 2 and verse 17, it reads, Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. God will, through his grace, and can, through his grace, establish your hearts in every good word and every good work. Have you been established on him? I invite those who are listening today to come to the Lord Jesus and know that you have that great foundation on the rock, the Lord Jesus. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 3 reads, But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Huh. What a promise we have in the Lord. He will establish us and keep us from the evil and the influences of this wicked world we live in. Have you been established on him? In the book of Colossians, we read in chapter 2 and verse 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, established in the word, established in Christ, established in the faith, as ye have been taught abounding with thanksgiving, established in faith. Do the things of the last few weeks and of this world throw you? Do you get off kilter with what is going on? I pray that you don't, but that your faith is strengthened, your hope is strengthened in the Lord, in his promises. Christ promised in James 5 verse 8, Christ promised him himself to come, and establish us. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. <laughs> this week, talking amongst the pastors, they're very excited. They're not concerned. <laughs> they're not upset. Maybe because they haven't got shares. <laughs> but hey, 
What does it matter? If the Lord's coming and he's coming soon and this is a bit of a foretaste of what is coming, then we ought to rejoice. As I've said last week, in the book of Revelation, there are three, set, three sets of seven. And there's a fourth one, the thunders of judgment after judgment, all falling within a seven-year period. That every three months there'll be a major event occurring, major events occurring that just keep rolling on. What we see now is chicken feed. It's nothing compared with what's coming. And we need to be established in the faith, established with our feet on the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, and not tossed, tossed to and fro by winds of doctrine. Whether we're young in the faith or old in the faith, let's be established. And we need to establish ourselves in the truth. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 12 states, Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and are established in the present truth. And Peter was about to lose his life. He was about to be crucified and that he did upside down. <clears throat> but he's saying to these people he's going to leave behind, you are established in the truth. And the truth has set you free and you're not under the bondage of worry. Established. In times like these, we need to be established. In times like these, we need to be settled. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10, we read this. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, that we've just covered, strengthened and settled. Settle you. Settled. We need to be settled. It's much like established. Established has more of a fixed thing. Settled is just calm down. Wouldn't it be great if the crowds at the shopping centre just calm down? Watch the panic. They say we, we export in Australia two-thirds of our food. There's no shortage. It's just that people are doing the wrong thing, selfishly grabbing everything off the market. And when you go there, you sort of get a fright that shelves are empty. And, well, I better start getting some tucker too because I mightn't have anything to eat or use to clean myself. Well... Be settled, settled, calm down. It's like people after an accident, they're all in a tither and they're not thinking straight. Yeah, settle, settle down. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23 says, If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, which was preached to every creature that is under heaven, of which I, Paul, am made a minister. Settled in the gospel. If you're not a Christian, you've got something to be worried about. You need to get established and settled in the faith, in God and knowing him. Don't be shaken by false reports. The book of Thessalonians, First and Second Thessalonians, are given, especially Second Thessalonians, to encourage those believers who had had a letter written to them saying the Lord had come and they'd, and, uh, they'd been left. And uh, they were concerned about these things. And Paul wrote them and said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 these words in verses 1 and through to 3. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, in other words, our going up to meet him, 
that ye be not soon shaken in mind, nor be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us. That's what I just said. A letter, uh, a false letter had been written to them, as that the day of Christ is at hand. And they were worried about the, the Christians that had died in the meantime. What's going to happen to them? Well, Paul filled him in on all that in First Thessalonians. And then the, he said in verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, away, come except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. And so don't be shaken. Don't be troubled as a letter from us. Be settled. Be calm. It's not happened. We're still here. You know, I could say, well, looks like the rapture's happened. There's no one here. <laughs> no. I know there, there could be a few on a regular Sunday when everyone's here that if a rapture happened and we'd caught up to be with the Lord, there might be some people who are not believing who'd be still seated here. What a terrifying time for them. But don't be shaken by false reports of Christ's coming. The day of Christ is here. <laughs> No, trust, be settled. And we're just waiting for the day when that happens. What a day it'll be. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 25 to 29, again, we're told to be settled. In Hebrews 12 and verse 25 and following, read there, see that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. Remember the deliverance of the commandments of the Lord, of when the Lord come down to give the commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai, the Lord shook the earth, the, the, the mount quaked. But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also the heavens. And this word, yet once more, signifying the removing of those things that are shaken as of those things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. We can be settled if we are, have our feet and our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, because he is the one that it will not be shaken. He's the one that does the shaking of the things that are seen. But he, the person placed his faith in him cannot be shaken because he's the one that remains. All the earth and heaven will pass away, but his word and he himself will not be shaken. Let's be settled down. His kingdom will stand as we read. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire, but a kingdom, those things that cannot be shaken, we are settled on that. Established, settled. In times like these, we need to be both. In times like these, thirdly, we need to be strengthened. As it says in 1 Peter 5.10, we read that a little moment ago. We need to be strengthened for the work, strengthened for the task. Among the pastors that were meeting this week, they were greatly encouraged by what's happening not disturbed, but they can be strengthened because the word of God does strengthen them. <clears throat> we find over in the book of Joshua, and I find that, Joshua chapter 1 and verses 5 to 9. As Joshua and Israel were about to go in and conquer the promised land, 
the Lord told them to be strengthened and to be encouraged. We read in chapter 1 verse uh, verse 5, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. He's talking to Joshua. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide the inheritance of the land which I swore unto thy fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, again in verse 7, that thou may observe to do all according to the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left hand, that thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have, I not, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, be not dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee wherever thou goest. Three times, three times, folk. There, Joshua is told in the battle of life, in the battle of his life, actually, and of Israel's life, for their existence to enter that promised land, be strong and of good courage. Christians, we need to be strong and of good courage in times like that. We need to give an answer to people that ask us a reason. I've had quite a few already just the last two days tell me that people are asking what's going on. (laughs) Folks, what's going on? I think this world has been set up by the devil through these problems for his man to ascend the throne and try to take on the world, take over the world. (laughs) This man is antichrist. This man is a wicked man. This man has no good in mind for anybody, for any person. He wants them all damned. And he will present himself as God and lie and deceive the world. It's been set up. Laws will be passed that won't be changed and kept in there for a day to come when this man will use them brutally. So be encouraged and be strong. Have faith in the Lord because we're not going to go into that time. True believers will disappear and be gone out of here. In chapter 46 of the book of Psalm and verse 1 and following, We read these words. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea and though the supermarkets be empty. No, it doesn't say that. But and 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 though the other things might stop operating, if this thing goes on for several months, things are going to get dire and different, different to what we're used to. But though these things be changed, <clears throat> fear not. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof make, shall make glad the city of God and the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted the lord of hosts is with us <clears throat> be strengthened know that the lord of hosts is with us it says in nehemiah 8 and verse 10 neither be sorry 
for the joy of the Lord is your strength. (laughs) And I've got hope and I know the word of God and it will be fulfilled as all the promises in the past have been and they've been fulfilled right to the detail so the promises of the future will come to pass. And we will have joy and we can have joy and be strengthened by the joy of the Lord is our strength. God is able. And there's a few verses in the book of Ephesians that tell us to be strengthened. For God is able. The book of Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. We read this. Ephesians 3 and verse 20 and 21. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. And who is that? That is the Lord Jesus Christ. God is able to strengthen us exceedingly abundantly, give us that power. And it's by his spirit that this occurs, according to chapter 3 and verse 16 of Ephesians that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Excuse me. Strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So God is able to strengthen us by his spirit in the inner man to battle the enemy through us, as it tells us in Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. (coughs) Strengthened by him, as he promised in Philippians 4.13, I, or we, can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. That's a verse we well know. In times like these, we not only need to be established, settled and strengthened, but we need to stand. And we need to stand Fast, As if Philippians 4 verse 1 tells us, <clears throat> Philippians 4 1, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and my crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Stand fast. Don't run before the enemy. As soon as you turn around to run, your back's to the enemy and you're in great danger. No armament for the back. Only the shield of faith and the breastplate of righteousness for the front. stand in these days don't buckle don't shift don't change your doctrine stand against the wiles of the devil Ephesians just back there in chapter 6 in verse 11 put on the whole armour of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil Proverbs tells us also in chapter 28 and verse 1, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Stand against error today. Stand for truth today. And it says again in Ephesians 6 verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armour of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. We've got evil days. Stand, withstand. Having had done all to stand, the old voice wants to give up here. Stand against the wiles of the devil. Stand in the armour of God. 
Stand with the word of God, as it says in Ephesians 6.14. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Ah, yes, have the truth, and the truth shall set you free, and you won't be <clears throat> taken in by all the panic of today. Stand fast, as it says in the book just before, the book of Ephesians, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. There it says, <clears throat> stand fast in the liberty with which we have been made free by Christ. And don't be tangled again with a yoke of bondage. Don't, get, don't go back under law keeping and trying to please God by doing this and doing that. Or not <clears throat> trying to be saved by the Lord. Stand fast in the liberty of the gospel of Christ. Stand fast in the faith, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Stand fast in the gospel, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1. Stand fast in God's grace, Romans 5 and verse 2, <coughs> where it reads, By whom, that is, by Jesus Christ, also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand. <laughs> stand in the grace of God and the liberty that comes from believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't slip back under the life, uh, the law for life and liberty. Galatians warns us there. And chapter, actually right here, chapter 4 and verse 9. <clears throat> but now after ye have known God, or rather are known by God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, unto which ye desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and times and years, all these lawful things. Why do you want to go back to that? Paul said, I'm afraid of you that I've bestowed labor upon you in vain. Brethren, I beseech you, be you as I am. I am as ye are. You have not injured me at all. Stand in the liberty of the Lord Jesus and in the grace of God. <clears throat> Stand fast against the enemy. Stand in these days when you might like to turn and run when the enemy's coming like a flood upon you. <coughs> Fifthly, in times like these, you need to be steadfast steadfast these are all very much along the same lines <clears throat> steadfast this is found in colossians colossians chapter 2 and verse 5 where we read this <clears throat> for though i am absent in the flesh yet i'm with you in the spirit joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in christ as we look around at churches, as we look around at mainline churches, we see many slipping away. Standards have shaken. There's no steadfastness. It starts in the pulpit, in the leadership, where people have not got the backbone to stand up for the word of God and be steadfast. Folk, you who are listening, stand steadfast. Lord, increase the number of people that are willing to stand for truth no matter if it costs them finances, no matter if it costs them family, no matter if it costs them the firm, whatever it is, stand fast. I know from personal experience it costs greatly to stand steadfast and don't buckle under the pressure <clears throat> when people apply that pressure or circumstances. Don't fall, as Peter said in Second Peter 3 and verse 17, and 18, don't fall from your own steadfastness. I read those verses. This is Second Peter chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Ye therefore, beloved, 
seeing that you know these things, and we'll look back at the things that Peter said they knew, know these things before, beware lest ye being led away from the error, with the error of wickedness, ye fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. So he said, Beloved, you know these things that I've told you just now. Beware that you don't fall. What did he just told them about? Well, look back at verse 10 of 2 Peter 3. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Things are moving toward that. The pastors down there are saying, you know, verses, don't be ignorant of the times and seasons. And uh, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Folk, if you can't see the day of the Lord and his coming approaching, you're blind as a bat. You need to listen to the scriptures. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. The heavens will pass away. The day of God and the day of Christ. A study in each one of those could be had. But we look for new heavens and a new earth in which dwelleth righteousness. Don't be moved from the steadfastness of these good old fundamental doctrines of times past. Where people who interpret the scriptures literally come to the definite conclusion, all without talking to one another, of what this means. <clears throat> and Peter, Peter went on to say an account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul, and according to his wisdom, given unto him as written to you <clears throat> as also in all his epistles speaking of them of things which are some things hard to be understood they that are unlearned unlearned in the scriptures and unstable in their life rest listen if you don't interpret the scriptures literally as they've been given by God for us to understand <coughs> then you're going to rest the scriptures and you're not going to be stable and steadfast Stick to the word of God. We are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. <clears throat> we have an anchor, both sure and steadfast, that which has entered into the veil. Hebrews 6, verse 19. And 1 Corinthians, and I will look and read this one it's in, in its entirety, just the verse, the last verse of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. <clears throat> because this is encouraging. This is talking about the resurrection all through chapter 15 of the uh, book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. And then he concludes with these words, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Always abounding. When troubles, when tough times come, troubles come, we ought to get going. Always abound in the work of the Lord. Don't beat around the bush. Don't mess around wasting our time on insignificant things that don't matter for eternity. We need to, in times like these, be established, settled, strengthened, standing, and steadfast. Psalm 24. Before we read three verses there, let's have clear heads, clean hands, 
calm hearts and swift feet. Psalm 24 verse 3 to 5 read, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He who hath clean hands, a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Verse 5, He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Are you these things that we've mentioned today? Established, settled, strengthened, standing and steadfast? Or are you all in a tither? Are you buying up the supermarket and filling your bedroom and wardrobes with all the stuff in case you run out? Trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. Luke twenty-one twenty-eight says, and I'm not saying that this is it, but it's like it. And when these things begin to come to pass, read the rest of the chapter. Then look up, <clears throat> lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. At this time, I'll read <clears throat> from the song in times like these. It's number 202. In times like these, you need a saviour. In times like these, you need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. The second verse, in times like these, you need the Bible. In times like these, oh, be not idle, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Uh, be very sure, be very sure, your anchor holds. In times like these, <clears throat> I have a saviour. In times like these, I have an anchor. I'm very sure, I'm very sure, my anchor holds. And the <clears throat> chorus reads, My anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. And the last part, I'm very sure, <clears throat> I'm very sure, my anchor holds and grips the solid rock does yours. The rock of ages is going to come soon and you'll have to and I'll have to answer to him. But will he take you to his heaven or will he condemn you to the devil's hell? He wants you to be saved. Come unto him and be ye saved. He came to seek and to save you. Yours is the choice. God does not force you. He lets you make the choice. He wants volunteers, not conscripts, in his heaven. Won't you believe and trust him today? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And bless it to our hearts today, Lord. <clears throat> might we be these things that we've looked at tonight. Might we be this, this morning, Lord, established, strengthened, settled, standing, steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And if there's someone listening who's not got salvation and they're all in a bother with what's happening, Jesus is the answer who shed his precious blood that they might be forgiven of their sins and become his child. Bless us as we part and go our ways this day in Jesus' name. Amen.